Hi, guys. How are you? Doing fine, Ethan. We are doing great. Thank you. Thanks a lot for taking the time. So we got Stephen Randall and David McNally of Titan Medical, TSX listed TMD on the big board, and uh, NASDAQ listed symbol as TMDI. And uh, I wanted to kind of get you guys back over here on the podcast um, to uh, chat a little bit about, I mean, the stock has been on an absolute tear uh since basically december uh it's been absolutely going gangbusters and i think the market is finally realizing and understanding the value you're bringing over to the market which is amazing and uh obviously subscribers know this is a story we're shareholders in uh it's one that we've been banging on the banging the table on for quite a while and uh are extremely supportive of of the team and the company and will continue to be because we think with everything going on, as we said before, this is a darling child and uh, and could be one of the most exciting stories that we'll see all year. So um, with that being said, there were a few questions that I wanted to kind of start off with, if you guys don't mind. Go ahead. Perfect. So obviously the stock's up, I mean, over 330% since uh, your December lows of around a buck 44 a share. Um, I got that percentage because it's hit a high of 620 Canadian since since December uh, 21st, I believe. What do you think you can attribute this massive move in your share price to? And what are investors understanding now that they didn't understand before? Uh, this is David Atn, and thanks for the opportunity. We began the new year with two important announcements. First, we announced that we had completed the build of our next generation single port robotic system, which embodies feedback from 45 previous preclinical studies performed by surgeons experienced in robotic abdominal procedures. Then we announced that we had received clear communication regarding the regulatory pathway in the U.S. following discussions with the FDA. Based on these announcements, we have been told that investors see more clearly our pathway to regulatory clearance and commercialization of our single port robotic surgical system. Okay, and uh, and obviously, I mean, we'll go. We I know we already kind of briefly touched touched on it on the last podcast, but twenty eighteen was obviously a, uh, a transformational year for the for for your company. You guys raised a lot of money. Um, starting off 2019 with a huge bang. How do you plan to keep up the momentum that you guys have started this year? And, and great observation, HN. During 2018, we continued our track record of timely milestone achievement that began in 2017. During the past two years, our season management team has achieved every milestone that we have set on or ahead of schedule. In 2019, we're determined to continue our track record of consistent performance. Our milestones for 2019 have been published in our public documents. Notably, we expect to complete all the required preclinical and clinical studies and submit our 510K application to the FDA, as well as file for the CE mark in Europe by year end. Okay, but, and so this is by year end you were saying for the CE mark? Yes, that's right. We expect to apply for FDA clearance with a 510K application, as well as we expect to submit our technical file 
to a European notified body for the CE mark, uh, both of those submittals are expected by year end. And what do you think that can do for Titan and uh, for Titan and obviously your shareholders? Well, those are very important milestones that indicate that we have done our homework to prepare for commercialization. Um, they enable us, uh, once cleared, to be able to sell our product. Until that time, we are unable to sell products. Can you talk to us a little bit about just uh, just on the back of that? on the overall market size and the opportunity you guys are going after. I, I know we've obviously talked about this in the past, but I wanted to kind of touch base on and refresh everyone's memories as to how big this market really is and how revolutionary uh, the sports surgical system really is. Well, in, in the U.S. alone, we see a capital equipment opportunity of over 12 billion U.S. dollars. That is an unaddressed portion of the market we have to keep in mind that, by our estimates, less than 10% of the market globally is penetrated um, with robotic systems for abdominal surgery. So we see at a, at a price point that we're projecting to be one and a quarter million U.S. dollars, we see a $12 billion capital equipment opportunity in the U.S. alone. And then when we add the service and consumables component to that, we see a recurring revenue opportunity of over $3.5 billion annually based on our projections on what the usage would look like with a robotic system. <laughs> and um, so I know you guys obviously been going to a number of conferences and meeting with a number of uh, investors in the U.S. How is your story being treated uh, in the U.S. right now? Because there's obviously, I mean... For a lot of these types of stores, there's a much bigger appetite in the U.S. than there is in Canada, which is, which is great that you have a NASDAQ listing right now. Um, what is the appetite in the U.S. right now, and how are you guys working to penetrate that market? And, and I'll even address that uh, thinking globally. The enthusiasm for robotically assisted surgical systems is growing at a remarkable pace. Merger and acquisition activity has accelerated with substantial valuations such as last week's announcement of the multi-billion dollar acquisition of Oris by Johnson & Johnson and the previous billion dollar acquisitions of Mazor by Medtronic and Mako by Stryker. Savvy investors see that there are few credible technologies that have the potential to improve patient outcomes and only a small subset of those companies are public companies. While we continue our focus on execution to our plan, we intend to continue to address both the U.S. and Canadian markets through presentations at investor conferences, roadshow investor meetings, and multimedia investor communications. <laughs> okay, and uh, what are, I know obviously, what are some of the kind of, I know you briefly touched base on it, some of the near-term milestones that you're looking at over the, to achieve over the last couple months, and are you guys fully financed to achieve those? And I'll, I'll separate that into two questions. Um, first of all, with respect to near-term milestones, at present we're completing the integration and testing of the next generation system that we announced at the start of the year. Near term, we're focused on preparations for the preclinical studies that will precede the human studies for our FDA 510K application. We expect to commence animal and cadaver studies during the second quarter and complete them in the third quarter. 
We also expect to achieve design freeze and submit our IDE application to the FDA by the end of the second quarter. And our team is inspired and highly motivated and moving at a remarkable pace. We're excited to share the news of our accomplishments along the way. That's awesome, Dave. Now, now for the second question, I'll turn it over to Stephen with respect to, you know, financing and strategies there. Sure. Thanks, David. Uh, just to give you the little background here, uh, as we have stated in our public document. Sorry, Steve, you're cutting out there a little bit. All right. Is that better? Still cutting out. Dave, is it cutting out for you as well, or is it just me? It is. It is. I wonder um, How's that? what we can do. Is that any better? Yeah, much better. Much better, Steve. Right. As we've stated in our public documents, additional capital will be required to fully fund the company through the regulatory process and into commercialization. We are exploring various financing options while the continuing exercise of warrants from our most recent capital raise which closed in August of 2018, extends our runway. If all those warrants were exercised and they, uh, they would infuse capital in total of over 24 million U.S. dollars into the company. <laughs> and so obviously, I mean, given those warrants were priced at 320 U.S., correct? That's correct, yes. Three, and I'm sure a lot of those have already been exercised. I mean, the stock did hit a high of like... Uh, Pretty close to what, like uh, ten bucks, or or six bucks, yeah, or, f- or like five U- or actually five U.S. or something. High four dollars. Five four dollars. Not quite five. And we have seen a number of those warrants uh, exercise over the past uh, few weeks, and we hope to see more. Okay, okay. No, that's great, guys. I wanted to. Um, uh, to make sure, obviously, subscribers understood your guys' passion, determination. There's a reason we got involved in this story in the last capital raise and continue to uh, to support the company going forward. And uh, we're super excited about this year. I think this is going to be a transformational year for Titan and for all your shareholders, and we're excited to be involved. So thank you guys for that. Thank you for your time. And, uh, and we'll be sure to have more of these sort of shorter updates if you guys are okay with that. Absolutely. Excellent. And we look forward to keeping all of the listeners apprised of our progress. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dave. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, ATN, for your support and, uh, and interest. Thank you very much. Thank you.